All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another edition of your Thursday Night Box Score Breakdown. As always, it's David Bracey here with my main man, Chris. Chris, what's going on tonight? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just the trade deadline, man. Trying to pull some moves to better my team for the playoff run. How about you? That's right. Uh, I'm in the exact same position. Unfortunately, my uh, my deadline has come and passed, and I wasn't able to get all the deals done that I had hoped, but able to get some uh, done at the buzzer there. And now it's just uh, hunting the waiver wires. And I think personally, I like that a little bit more because it's a little bit more fun, uh, in my opinion. But yeah, playoff push. Here we go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of pushing, um, we had four games tonight on a pretty short card, but we had a lot of superstars and 
Um, noteworthy players pushed out of the lineup due to injury and other reasons. However, the games did remain um, pretty competitive here. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it tonight. Like I said, only four games. So let's let's go ahead and get it. Um, first game tonight, we have the New York Knicks taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, ended up losing 106 to 115 on the New York side of the ball. Mo Harkless in 26 minutes had 17 points on six of nine shooting. He contributed five three-pointers and also grabbed four rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Julius Randle in 38 minutes had 30 points on 11 of 18 shooting, really strong tonight. Two three-pointers and six of eight from the free throw line while also ripping down 10 rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, and again, only one turnover. Bobby Portis started the center tonight and got 21 minutes for seven points on three of eight shooting. Contributing a three-pointer, a rebound, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. R.J. Barrett in 35 minutes at 15 points on 6 of 13 shooting, going 3 or 4 from the free throw line, and also adding 6 rebounds, 5 assists, no defensive stats, and 3 turnovers. Alfred Payton off the shelf. Elf is off the shelf and back into the starting lineup. 35 minutes, 18 points on 7 of 15 shooting. Went 4 of 6 from the free throw line, also contributing 6 rebounds, 12 assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. And then Mitchell Robinson off of the bench, 31 minutes for 6 points on 3 of 3 shooting. Also ripped down 8 rebounds, had 2 assists, 3 blocks, a steal, and no turnovers. Um, The New York Knicks, where do we begin? Uh, With Alfred Payton out of the lineup, we did see some more run from Dennis Smith Jr., from Alonzo Trier. um, But, of course, with Payton back in the lineup, those guys were faded tonight. Uh, Trier, 10 minutes, and Dennis Smith Jr., 6. Neither one of those guys are standard league relevant. Reggie Bullock got 17 minutes off of the bench, but, again, not really a guy who you're going to be relying on in a standard league setting. Um, Kevin Knox, only 7 minutes tonight. So, again, not a guy who I'm really going to be looking at um, for, for really any value here, unfortunately. Uh, so Mitchell Robinson is really going to be the only guy off of the bench who is going to be worth um, worth rostering, as you all know, simply because of the defensive versatility and the boom that he's going to bring from that defensive perspective in limited minutes tonight, 31 minutes, far from limited, and was able to produce in those minutes. Three blocks is plenty. That's what you were looking for. Also with eight rebounds, six points, perfect three of three from the field. Can't complain about that. Um, but in my opinion, the story of the night was definitely Alfred Payton being back in the lineup. As I said, 18 points, 12 assists, six rebounds no turnovers um surprisingly no defensive stats but usually bringing the uh bringing the steals um from Peyton so I definitely think he is going to finish out the season strong it looks like they are going to be rolling with him and relying on him to facilitate offense here for the New York Knicks as a starting point guard Uh, I'm sure he's available in some leagues since he is so sporadically injured if he is floating around in your waiver wire I definitely would view him as a strong add um simply because as I said the Knicks have really nothing to play for and no no other viable options there at the point guard. Um, so I think Peyton is going to be finishing out the uh, finishing out the silly season here pretty strong. Chris, any thoughts from you about the New York Knicks? No, um, I think you, 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 you hit the nail on the head with Alfred Peyton being back in the lineup. And I really think this could help Mo Harkless, who I like a lot. Like he, he's the scoring is going to be in and out. Like it's not going to always be there, but uh, with a distributor like Peyton on the court, that would help Mo along on the offensive side. And he's always a triple one threat. So 
that's why I like about Mo Harkless is he fills it up across the board. So um, yeah, like he's in the starting lineup, he'll get his run. So yeah, maybe maybe Peyton being back would help him. Uh, definitely help him tonight. Uh, having scored 17 points is probably one of the better scoring out, outputs from Mo Harkless. You'll you'll see on a night to night basis. Yeah, and um, yeah, like well, this game was a blowout, so. I can't really blame them for not playing, not playing defense. But seriously, the entire New York team put out like five defensive stats, and four of them was from Mitchell Robinson. So no one else was playing defense. So it was just an ugly game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, go Knicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the Philadelphia side, despite running without Simmons and Embiid. Going up against the New York Knicks on Philadelphia's home court, Philly was able to blow them out. Um, so who let the scoring take a guess? Of course, it's Tobias Harris, who's the, the who would be the next highest usage guy now that Simmons and Embiid are off the court. So Tobias let the charge he had 34 points on 14 of 21 shooting, and that includes three three-pointers. He also added seven rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and a block. So a big night for Tobias Harris, who was just unstoppable from the offensive end. And we also have L. Horford, who had 15 points on 5 of 10 shooting, was 4 of 4 from beyond the arc, and had 7 rebounds and 9 assists, and also had a steal and a block. So contribution right across the board for Al Horford as well. Josh Richardson, the other starter, didn't have his shot tonight. He hasn't really had his shot all year. Only had 11 points on 5 of 13 shooting, but did contribute Seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, and two blocks. So the so he 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 keeps on floating his value with those um across the board contributions. So keep running him out out there. Now the the next guy is what everyone's been talking about since MB went down in the last game yesterday. And Shake Milton, he put up almost 20 points again at 19 tonight. And only missed one shot the entire night. He was six or seven from the field, including five for five from the three point line, and two of two from the charity strike. He also added three rebounds, four assists, a steal, and two blocks. And the the at the other at the final starting four spot, we have Glenn Robinson the third, who had four points, three rebounds, two assists. And no defensive stats. Now onto the bench, we have Furkan Korkmaz, who played 25 and a half minutes, added 11 points on five of nine shooting, one three-pointer, one rebound, two assists, no defensive stats. Others of note, uh, we have Alec Burks, who didn't have his shot tonight, only seven points on two of 10 shooting, did have one three-pointer, and added four rebounds, two assists. Matisse Thibault, at six points on three of eight shooting, at one rebound, one assist, and a steal. 
Kyle O'Quinn. Without MB, he's going to be the backup center behind Al Horford. And he, he did his work on the rebounds tonight. Only has three points, but did pull down 10 rebounds and had one assist and a block. So if you, if you are in need of those big man stats, maybe give Kyle Quinn a look. He's going to be firmly planted as the backup center behind Al Horford. So he'll get some run with MB out. Now, we don't know what the MB uh, injury situation is. We don't have a, we know it's a, sh- they, they call it a spring shoulder. So, but no clarity on just the severity of the injury or actually the exact injury or any kind of timetable being that uh, this just happened yesterday. So um, definitely keep an eye out and monitor that situation. Hopefully he isn't out for too long because the Simmons injury definitely looks like a much bigger deal. And just my gut feeling on that front is um, Philly should be firmly planted in the playoffs. So my guess is that they won't be rushing Simmons back. I mean, it's a back nerve related issue those things are tricky to deal with and yeah it's just better it's just easier for him to rest and get healthy and get ready for the playoffs than to rush him back try to get some kind of seating in the playoffs so yeah my unfortunately for those fantasy managers who own Simmons this uh you just might not see him uh, give you any kind of production down the uh, down the road. Anything else you want to cover here, David? No, um, I think I think honestly you covered it all. Uh, I will add, I think you are more optimistic than I am when it comes to the Ben Simmons situation. I personally am wondering if we're going to see Ben Simmons again this season. Um, as you said, it seems like it's a nerve related issue, and those can be especially tricky um and then especially with Embiid being on the lineup and being scheduled for a reevaluation sometime next week I mean that's that's hurting Philly and like you said to your point I think Philly's pretty firmly locked into the playoff race here um the east is the east so I think that Philly will be able to close out the season with enough relevancy and strength to maintain playoff position but yeah, um, for Ben Simmons owners, you are definitely finding yourself in a very tough position. I think if you are sitting on the outside looking in for playoffs, you pretty much have no choice but to drop Ben Simmons and hope for the best if you don't have an IR. Um, otherwise, you're not going to be in the playoffs, and it won't really matter who's on your roster. And then if you are in the playoffs and you have Ben Simmons, I just pray that you do have an IR spot because it would be a real shame to cut a guy and then have him show back up later this season um, on another person's team, especially somebody who you may draw in the playoffs. So kind of a catch-22 situation here with Simmons. Really wish I had some some more positivity to bring to this situation, but it's just it's really not looking too good for, uh, for the superstars in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, like David said, it uh, really depends on your your league rules and how your team is built up and where you are in the standings if you're trying to make a push like and you don't have IR spot that's gonna be a it's gonna be tough to cut them but you just might have to yeah yeah absolutely but 
that's why you play fantasy for the tough decisions, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's all about the strategies, man. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, heading into the next game here, we had the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Indiana Pacers. The Trailblazers lost 100 to 106. So we'll go ahead and get started on the Portland side here. Trevor Reza had 37 minutes, um, eight points on three of 10 shooting, contributing two three pointers, a rebound, four assists, a steal, and no turnovers. Mello in 36 minutes had 12 points on five of eight shooting, going two of two from the free throw line, and adding seven rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block and two turnovers. Hassan Whiteside started the center and in 34 minutes had 18 points on 9 of 15 shooting. Didn't go to the free throw line, but ripped down 16 rebounds, also adding four blocks, a steal, and one turnover. So definitely like to see that from Whiteside tonight. Big block volume, big rebounding volume, strong line from Whiteside across the board. CJ McCollum, Sam Samian Lillard in 38 minutes had 28 points on 11 of 27 shooting. Went 3 of 12 from the three-point line and 3 of 3 from the free throw line. Also adding three rebounds, eight assists, no defensive stats, and four turnovers. And then Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup at point guard, 40 minutes tonight. 20 points on 7 of 15 shooting. He hit four three-pointers and went 2 of 4 from the free throw line. Also adding five rebounds, a steal, no blocks, no assists, and no turnovers. Off of the bench, Anthony Simons in 21 minutes had six points on 3 of 9 shooting. Didn't hit a three-pointer, but did contribute three rebounds, a steal, and three turnovers. And then Caleb Swanigan and Nasir Little around 12 minutes each um, didn't do a whole lot with um, didn't do a whole lot with those minutes, so not a whole lot of uh, value there. And then Winnie Gabriel and Mario Hazonia definitely not standard league guys. Um, as I said, Damian Lillard being on the lineup has been a big, big, big boost for the value of. Gary Trent Jr., um, Anthony Simons has been seeing some extended run here off of the bench, but Trent Jr. has definitely been the guy who they've been leaning on more heavily. Seems like he's had the hotter hand as of late, and I think that's really contributed um, to why that is the case. Uh, but Trent Jr. has proven that he can be a solid scorer um, and can contribute pretty steadily in the in the points category there. Um, and as I said, with Damian Lillard being out of the lineup, he's going to get a lot of usage. Cedric McCollum's going to get a lot of usage. These are the guys who are going to depend on to facilitate ball handling and playmaking um, because Melo and Trevor Ariza are really going to be more spot-up shooters at this point in their career. Whiteside continues to feast down low. Looks like Nurkic's return is getting pushed further and further back. We'll see when he comes back. Um, so let's just hope Damian Lillard can get back into the lineup here soon and help these uh, Portland Trailblazers make it into the playoffs because they're going to need all the wins they can get uh, down the stretch here in the fully loaded Western Conference. Any thoughts from you, Chris, about the Portland Trailblazers? No, I think you got it. Like Gary Trent Jr. is definitely the guy to look for if you if you want to fill in or just you want to see who benefits from Dame missing time. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is your guy, and um, yeah, I'm not so worried about the Nurk situation. I think even if the guy makes it back, he's not gonna do much. Like Hassan's gonna get his minutes. Like I don't see Nurk playing more than. 15 minutes a game like it's because that kind of an injury for a big guy like that it's that's uh, it's going to be tough he's been off for like a year and yeah like there's really no reason for them to push him and risk any kind of injury on top of that now um Anthony Simons who was very highly touted coming into the season just hasn't been able to get a rhythm going so um yeah like 
uh, Gary Trent Jr. has definitely su- supplanted him and surpassed him in the in the in the in the order there. there. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think the, I think that's about it for on the Portland side. So jumping on to the Indiana side, we have a very balanced attack from Indiana. Now leading all scoring is Sabonis with 20 points and 11 rebounds, another double-double. He's been a double-double machine this year. He also added four assists and a steal on top of that. So very good numbers from Sabonis and all that damage done in just 27 and a half minutes. And at center, Miles Turner also double-doubled, had 14 points on 6 of 14 shooting, two three-pointers, 10 rebounds, and also added two blocks on top of that. But no assists, no steals, and no turnovers. TJ Warren at the other at the small at small forward had 15 points on six of 13 shooting, at one three-pointer, five rebounds, and also added two steals and a block. So very good night from TJ Warren, adding some defensive stats there. Starting at point guard, we have Malcolm Brogdon who Poured in 17 points on 7 of 20 shooting. Added one three-pointer, six rebounds, eight assists, one steal. And like you mentioned, Victor Oladipo made it back from his uh, night off there and had 15 points on 5 of 9 shooting. Had one three-pointer, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal. But he had four turnovers. So um, Oladipo still getting getting his legs under him. So um, they will keep bringing him along slowly. But I like how they have kind of adjusted such that Oladipo is not really pushing the envelope so much, trying to force up those shots. So he's giving you better, uh, decent production on like kind of decent efficiency instead of um, like when he first came back, it was just the shooting percentage was way off, which was not helping any owners out there. Um, moving on to the bench, we have Justin Holiday who played 23 and a half minutes, had 11 points on three or five shooting, hit all three of his shots from behind the arc, and also had a two rebounds, one assist and a steal. And the other Holiday brother, Aaron Holiday, has six points, one of three from the field, added three rebounds and a steal. And we also have TJ McConnell, who added six points on three or four shooting, had one rebound and four assists, but no defensive stats. That's I think that's all the notables from the Indiana side. Like I mentioned, uh, it's a very balanced attack from Indiana tonight. And I think we know who the players are, who the contributors are for for this team. However, with um, the only thing of note here, I think um, for it, for owners that are going to the playoffs and going down the stretch run, is that um, now that Jeremy Lamb is out and he likely out for, I think he's out for the season. That that that's how I feel. And with that with that knee injury. Um, looks like the Holiday Brothers is going to pick up the slack 
and with um, a slight lean towards Justin Holiday, who I think will be a better 3 and D streamer type player. So if that's what your team needs, definitely give him a look. He's going to get, he's going to soak up most of that um, kind of mid-20s 20, mid minutes that um, Lane left behind. And um, he should give you some decent production out of that kind of six-man role there. Anything you want to add there, David? No, uh, no, I think you covered it. I, I agree with you. And, yeah, I think Holiday is definitely going to have some, some extended opportunity here with Lamb being done for the season. All right. All right. Well, before we head into our last two games of the night, it's everybody's favorite time. The time where I get to tell you how you can win yourself some money. I, of course, am talking about my bookie. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're not, here's some more advice for you. My bookie is the best place to go to make all of your sports betting wagers. They have every single sports book covered, everything from the NBA to the MLB to the NHL to the XFL to the NFL when we're in season, of course. They even got the NCAA March Madness Tournament, okay? They got every game for you, okay? And here, let me tell you how you're going to win yourself some money. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for any game, my bookie is where you want to go. They've got the fastest payouts, they've got the best promotions, and they've got a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can pool your bets together for a bigger payout. You heard me, right? Putting your bets together, winning more money? Let me tell you more. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you're rich. You win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around, and you can bet on it. If you win right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you join and deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do to join is use our promo code today to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is when it's today to get your extra cash from my bookie. My bookie, bet, and then you win. And best of all, then you get paid. And of course, for those of you who are new to sports betting, please, 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 I implore you. I implore you. After you finish listening to this show, to this incredible episode, hop on the Twitter machine and give our awesome awesome correspondents at Hootball Gaming a follow, okay? They have all the info. If you're looking for amazing information on all the games on the card before you place your next wager at my bookie, follow our betting info Twitter at Hootball Gaming. Please, please. They're awesome. You won't regret it. All right. Heading into our last two games of the evening. We had the Sacramento Kings falling to the OKC Thunder, 108-112. to On the Sacramento side of the ball, De'Aaron Fox was out of the lineup. Jabari Parker was out of the lineup. Um, 
several guys out of the lineup here, but uh, of course, most notably Darren Fox. Harrison Barnes in 38 minutes got 21 points on 8 of 16 shooting, contributed a three-pointer, went 4-4 from the free throw line while also adding three rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, and three turnovers. Nemanja Belinka in 34 minutes had 18 points on 7 of 9 shooting. He hit four three-pointers and also ripped down nine rebounds, had two assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Harry Giles in 24 minutes had 19 points on 7 of 11 shooting, going 5 of 5 from the free throw line, while also ripping down eight rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Bogdan Bogdanovich in 27 minutes had 11 points on 4 of 14 shooting, hitting two three-pointers while also contributing four rebounds, four assists, a steal, and two turnovers. Corey Joseph in 35 minutes had six points on three of seven shooting, also contributing two rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, and only one turnover. Off of the bench for the Sacramento Kings, Alex Lynn got 21 minutes and had 11 points on four of seven shooting, also contributing 11 rebounds, a turnover, and a block. Buddy Heald in 26 minutes had 15 points on 5 of 11 shooting. He hit five three-pointers while contributing a rebound, two assists, two steals, a block, and four turnovers. And then Kent Bazemore in 17 minutes had seven points on 3 of 12 shooting, contributing five rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. So as far as the bench guys go for Sacramento here, Buddy Heald, of course, is the most notable. Um, He's been coming off the bench here for what seems like forever, um, but has continued to produce pretty steadily. He had a good line tonight across the board, so I definitely like to see that from Buddy. Um, of course, Corey Joseph inserted, inserted into the starting lineup stands, De'Aaron Fox. Um, anytime Fox is going to be out of the lineup, Corey Joe is going to be starting. He definitely is going to be a viable assist streamer, and you saw that tonight with 11 assists from Corey Joe. Only six points, but once again, that's not really what you're looking for out of him. You're looking for the assists. You're looking for the steals, and he brought both of those tonight. <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich in reference to De'Aaron Fox being out of the lineup. Um, <clears throat> Bogdanovich is definitely going to see a lot more ball handling and a lot more usage with that being the case. Um, you saw him contributing tonight, getting 14 shots up, only hitting four of them, but contributing two three-pointers, getting involved in assists, getting involved in rebounds, um, even having a steal. So you definitely like to see that with Bogdan. Harry Giles, of course, with <clears throat> Marvin Bagley out of the lineup. Harry Giles is going to get a lot of opportunity here. Tonight was um, a very good line from Giles. Maybe this is going to be a trend that we can expect to continue with what seems to be um, just a very undefined timetable on Rashawn Holmes. I'm starting to get concerned as an owner here. I'm trying to be patient, doing everything that I can, hoping that it's not going to end up being a cut situation. But I really don't know right now. I feel pretty in the dark about that. So Harry Giles is definitely going to have the opportunity here with both um, Rashawn Holmes and Bagley being out of the lineup. Same for Belinka, who has continued to produce with both of those guys being out of there. And Harrison Barnes, as of late, has really been coming on strong offensively, kind of been on a tear scoring-wise. Um, so maybe this is something that we can expect to continue once again because the Kings really don't have a whole lot to play for. And as we see with De'Aaron Fox being on the lineup tonight, hopefully he can get back into the lineup soon. But if not, the, the Kings might be really looking for a reason to pack it up here. So definitely a lot of guys to maybe not necessarily keep your eye on, but be mindful of with the Kings as we steadily and steadily approach the, the silly season here. Chris, any thoughts from you about the, uh, the Sac town Kings? I think you covered it, hit the nail on the head there, man. I, I just want Rashawn Holmes to come back. <laughs> so I bad, know, man. I know. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Ken Basemore came back to earth tonight. 
but he he had been playing well since joining the Sacramento Kings. So yeah, um, maybe give him a write off for for t- just an off night tonight. So yeah, for those uh, that were able to pick him up, uh, yeah, keep writing. Now jumping on to the OKC side. Now this game, this game. This, the Kings actually jumped out to an early lead, and Oklahoma City made a comeback late in the third to wind up pulling off the win. So that was a very exciting game to watch. Leading the OKC Thunder in scoring tonight is the rooster, Danilo Gallinari. He was showing off all his moves. He was shooting the threes like he always does, and he even had like two alley-oops, which was, I didn't know he could still do, so that was exciting to watch. Anyways, so Gallinari had 24 points on 8 of 17 shooting, was 4 away from downtown, and also had 6 rebounds and added 1 steal. No assists, no blocks, and no turnovers from Gallinari today. SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander had 20 points on 8 of 15 shooting, had one three-pointer, three, three, three rebounds, and three assists, and also added a block to, to the line. So a very good night from SGA as well. Chris Paul just keeps chugging along, had 17 points on 6 of 11 shooting, added one three-pointer, four rebounds, seven assists, and two steals. And the man in the middle is Steven Adams. Had 15 points on 7 of 9 shooting. Very efficient. And also had 7 rebounds. 6 of them coming from the offensive end. And added 1 assist. No defensive, no defensive stats though from Adams tonight. Lujan Stort continues to get the start for OKC. Didn't do much tonight, though. Only six points on two of five shooting. One three-pointer and one steal. And zero across all the other categories. Coming off the bench, Dennis Schroeder, who was a key part in their comeback in the third quarter, had 13 points on four of 12 shooting. One three-pointer, five rebounds, seven assists, and no defensive stats. The efficiency wasn't quite there in the shooting, but he was bringing the energy, and as I mentioned, he was a key part in the comeback. Now, Nerlens Noel played 20 minutes off the bench, and when he gets 20 minutes, you know it's going to be a good game. He had 10 points on 4 or 5 shooting, had 7 rebounds, 1 assist, a steal, and 2 blocks. So that's the that's the type of game we've been seeing from Nerlens all year. He's been quiet for the past week or so, but this game definitely is a good bounce back from Northern Snowell. Um, not much else to see from the OKC bench. Uh, Abdel Nader had seven points in 15 minutes and two rebounds, one assist, and that's about it. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, Lujan Stork continues to start for OKC, but I don't think he's a, he's going to be a solid contributor, fantasy contributor for the rest of the seasons. He's 
he's fill, just filling in as the the four other starter that's doing most of the work, and Dennis Schroeder, the six man, is in there to finish off the game. So those are your contributor fantasy contributors from OKC. It's your SGA, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Daniel Gallinari, and Dennis Schroeder. With Nerlens Noel being like a sneaky defensive stats wizard that you can plug into your lineup if that's what you're looking for. Anything you want to add there, David? No, um, no, I think you covered it. All right. All right. Well, that brings us to our last game of the evening, which actually just finished up here. We had the Los Angeles Lakers pulling out a win against Golden State, 116 to 86. Uh, the Lakers were without LeBron James tonight. Danny Green in 18 minutes had absolutely no points. He also had absolutely no rebounds. He had one assist, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. So, Danny Green, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Davis in 25 minutes had 23 points on 6 of 13 shooting. He hit a three-pointer and went 10 of 12 from the free throw line, also adding six rebounds and assist, two steals, two blocks, and three turnovers. JaVale McGee in 18 minutes had 12 points on 5 of 6 shooting, going 2 of 2 from the free throw line, which you'll take any night of the week, also adding 6 rebounds and assists, a steal, and 3 turnovers. Avery Bradley in 21 minutes had 12 points on 5 of 7 shooting, hitting 2 three-pointers, and go, and also contributing 1 rebound, 2 assists, a steal, no defensive, or I'm sorry, no turnovers, and no blocks. Rajon Rondo starting a point guard tonight had 25 minutes for 12 points on 6 of 10 shooting. He hit no three-pointers, but did contribute four rebounds, six assists, two steals, and two turnovers. Off the bench, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope in 22 minutes had nine points on four of eight shooting, hit a three-pointer, and also added three rebounds and assists, two steals, no turnovers, and no blocks. Kyle Kuzma got 28 minutes off of the bench for 18 points on eight of 17 shooting, also hit a three-pointer going one of two from the free throw line while contributing three rebounds, three assists, four turnovers, and a steal. Dwight Howard in 24 minutes got 13 points on 4-4 shooting, going 5-7 from the free throw line while also adding 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, a steal, and only 1 turnover. Markeith Morris in 18 minutes and 8 points on 3-5 shooting, hitting 2 three-pointers and also contributing 4 rebounds and assists and a turnover. And then Al Caruso in 15 minutes had no points tonight, but contributed 4 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block, and only 1 turnover. Off of the bench here, um, consistently, I think that the guys who you're going to be looking at, Dwight Howard is definitely going to be more of a block streamer than anything else. Um, Kyle Kuzma, uh, in my opinion, is not a standard league guy whatsoever, but maybe if you have some desperate need for points and a guy like Braun is sitting out or somebody else, you can probably rely on Kuzma to contribute in that category because that's really the only one that he can contribute in. Caruso, again, not, in my opinion, a standard league guy, but a guy who will contribute um, in a fringy kind of way um, across the board, um, kind of a better suited for real basketball than fantasy. Um, Markeith Morris, again, I just don't see a whole lot of value there for him. Uh, I think that he's going to be kind of a rotation guy for the Lakers, but a better guy in real life than on fantasy rosters. And then, of course, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, not guys from rostering whatsoever, very, very inconsistent as far as their fantasy production. Anthony Davis, an absolute an absolute monster. We know that there's there's really nothing to talk about there. JaVale McGee, um, definitely the guy who I would probably 
be going to more so than Dwight Howard if I was going to be streaming a Laker big man. And then Rajon Rondo, um, again, with Braun in the lineup, not going to be a whole lot of value for Rondo in my opinion, but with Braun out of the lineup, with a primary playmaker being gone, Rondo is going to soak up all that usage. He's going to dominate the ball and handle the majority of those playmaking responsibilities, as you saw tonight. Um, but it was a blowout, so kind of uh, kind of a pretty deep run for the Laker roster here. Um, any thoughts from you, Chris, about the about the LA Lakers? No, I agree with you 100% on um, Kuzma and Rondo. Like this, they they had good nights tonight, and that's obviously the the because of LeBron not playing, and um, neither of the two is standard league relevant if LeBron is playing. However, this is more kind of as we as we go into the the end near the end of season, we'll definitely see players starting to rest more. So these type of days will come if the news come out early enough and you can make the move on it. You can definitely pull definitely stream Kuzma or Rondo anytime James is sitting out to expect those two to put up some, um, so Kuzma the scoring numbers and Rondo to be running the offense for LA and get some production there. But I think there's probably information that benefits the DFS players more than uh, season-long players. Anyways, uh, moving on to the Golden State side of things. Um, so Draymond Green got ejected early, so only played nine minutes, had two points, one rebound and four assists and a steal. The other guys, we have Damian Lee, who have 15 points on five of 15 shooting, have four three-pointers, six rebounds, four assists, but no defensive stats. Jordan Poole also added 16 points on seven of 13 shooting, have two three-pointers, one rebound, and eight assists, which was surprising. I didn't know he could do that, but uh, it's definitely a pleasant, pleasant surprise there from Jordan Poole. And the other two starters, we had Marquise Chris, who played 23 minutes, had four points on two of five shooting, had seven rebounds, four assists, and added a block. And Dragon Bender started at center, had four points on two of six shooting, was 0 for 4 from downtown. He added four rebounds, one assist, and two steals. Now, coming off the bench, we have Eric Pascal, who who came in to play after Draymond got ejected, and he was determined that the guy put up the line of the night for the Golden State Warriors. He had 23 points on 7-14 shooting, had one three-pointer, had three rebounds, two assists. So doing the work on the scoring front. Kai Bowman also got a, run, a lot of run tonight in this blowout game. Had 11 points on 5 of 9 shooting in his 31 minute of play. Hit one three-pointer, had three rebounds, two assists, but had seven turnovers, which is pretty ugly on that assist-to-turnover ratio front. But he did add two steals and one block, so uh, still a decent output from Bowman. The rest of the Golden State, um, they were just running out their 10-day contract, guys. <laughs> and uh, Kevon Looney got 20 minutes. Uh, 
four points, four rebounds. So really not much to see there. Um, I I heard um, the the broadcast broadcast guy say this uh, Mikel Mulder guy who's supposed to be a sharpshooter coming up from the D League. So maybe maybe keep an eye on him if you need three pointers. But I doubt he's gonna get significant run so yeah um i think um golden state golden state is like we always say is a crapshoot who's going to put up numbers from night to night basis um i think a lot of us went out to grab chris tonight it's kind of a quiet game but given the blowout he just didn't play a lot of minutes so if if I'm the owner, I'll definitely keep holding him for those um, rebounds and defensive stats. And oh, he, he also put up the scoring efforts here and there. So keep riding with Chris. Uh, Damian Lee has kind of come back from his little slump and has been putting up pretty good scoring numbers in the past few games. So, yeah, definitely uh, he could be a helpful helpful player down the road from Golden State. And um, Eric Pascal, we know what he does. He's not my favorite type of player. That's, he, he puts up points. He'll get some rebounds, but even tonight with 26 minutes, he he was only able to pull down three rebounds. So And just nothing else outside of the points and rebounds. So but if that's what you need, definitely give him a look. Like, like the guy can score. The, there's no doubt about that. Anything you want to add there, Dave? No, uh, no, I think you covered it. Like you said, the Warriors are are kind of a crapshoot here, but Eric Pascal was definitely determined tonight to to pick up the slack, and Draymond Green was definitely determined to have a night off. So. Looks like both of them, uh, <laughs> both of them were able to uh, to reach the goals that they set out to uh, to accomplish. Because I'll tell you what, I was watching that game and it looked like Draymond Green could not wait to get off of the court. He was just, I mean, barking doesn't even do it justice. He was howling at the refs, and <laughs> I was not surprised at all when they when they threw him out. I mean, good God! So, <sighs> Golden State, Golden State, Golden State, Golden State. We will see if Steph Curry makes his uh, return on Sunday. Fingers crossed he does, but if not, can't say I blame him. Yeah, I saw Clay on the sideline there in the street clothes and I was just like, yawning as he was watching the game. <laughs> just... yeah. yeah, it's... Ugh. All you can do is uh, yawn. If you don't yawn, I don't know what you're going to do. you probably cry. Uh, that's a write-off season for the Golden State Warriors. Like, we all know that. So, But yeah, um, at least, at least they all hit at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> and next year, they're going to be right back at it. Yeah, which is scary, which is scary to think about. So I'm excited to see uh, what this offseason brings. But as far as, uh, as far as the games go for tonight, that is actually going to wrap it up for us. Um, Chris, what uh, what do you got going on this week? Anything else for for you in the hootball universe or otherwise? No, not, nothing on the content front. Um, just uh, just a pot 
the weekly part for me. But if you have any question, you can feel free to hit me up on Twitter at CMANUBC. That's C-M-A-N-U-B-C. So hit me up with your questions. I'll be happy to answer them. Awesome. Awesome. And to the good people out there in the Hoopball universe, please hit me up as well on Twitter at DFB underscore three. As always, here to, here to help and happy uh, to, to give any kind of advice or insight that you may be looking for as we approach the fantasy playoffs and competition really starts heating up here. Well, that is going to close out the evening for us. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to another edition of your Thursday night box score breakdown. Uh, I'm so thankful for all of you, for all of our listeners, for all the content. Um, We're really, really grateful. We will catch you guys next week. Keep falling. um, And uh, good luck to all those of us starting our fantasy playoffs. Chris, thank you as always, my man. Thank you. Have a good night. See you guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.